It is Sunday, June 1st, 2014. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes, Brazil. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, it's the season finale. We're talking about Godzilla, X-Men Days of Future Past, and all the shenanigans going on with Ant-Man right now. It's episode 715, Summer Fun. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the tar. You're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of The Targ. Sorry there was no episode last week. Uh, the busy summer season has begun in my day job, uh, meaning my free time on weekends for frivolities such as this are about to become scant. And with that in mind, continuing the tradition I've done for the past few years, uh, this is going to be my season finale. Yes, I just didn't want to leave you hanging, so I thought I'd come back to a season finale. And uh, yeah, hopefully this can tide you over till the fall when my day job calms down once again and I can get back to doing this on a regular basis. Uh, But yes, plus also, you know, I'm trying to get out there and maximize my days off as much as I can before all of my weekends are dedicated to work. For example, a couple weekends ago, I went to see Godzilla. Ah, Godzilla I found to be pretty darn good. The highest compliment I can give it is, it's a Godzilla movie. It follows the formula. Godzilla acts and behaves like Godzilla. It is a Godzilla movie. But sadly with that, it follows some of the problems of Godzilla movies. That is, they just can't make the human characters interesting. I have yet to see a Godzilla movie where the humans are interesting. Going back to King Kong, the original giant monster movie from 1930s, the humans in that movie are kind of bland, so... Yeah, I can't fault Godzilla for having bland humans. It's a flaw of the genre. That being said, watching Godzilla, there were two moments in the film where I literally had to bite my tongue to keep from squealing with glee. I'll spoil it for you. Hopefully, well, they're not too big spoilers. They involve two of Godzilla's trademark character traits and how they're shown for the first time. You probably read some of the movie reviews for Godzilla. It's a bit of a tease. We only get to see his tail here and his fins there. It's not until about halfway through the movie that we finally see Godzilla in all his glory. That was stand-up and cheer moment number one. It's almost like the friendly giant. Godzilla puts his big boot down. Then we look up. We look way up. We see Godzilla. He lets out his roar, and it is magnificent. The second moment that had me stand up and cheer. For those who don't know their Godzilla lore, whenever Godzilla lets loose with his atomic breath, the plates on his back start glowing. So here's the scene. Godzilla is fighting one of the other giant monsters in the movie. Everything is all cloudy. Everything is dusty. The giant monster 
turns his attention to the humans. We think Godzilla is down for the count. Then off in the distance, through the cloud of dust, we see these glowing blue lights. And then following that, another pair of glowing blue lights. And another, and another. I'm watching this and I'm thinking, those are Godzilla's fins, aren't they? He's about to let loose with his fire breath, isn't he? And sure enough, the dust begins to settle. We see Godzilla rising out of the clouds. And yep, his back plates are glowing blue. He lets loose with the atomic breath, hits the other monster, and oh my god, it was so awesome. So yeah, Godzilla was pretty darn good. And uh, yeah, the director, Gareth Edwards, it was then announced that he is going to be doing a Star Wars movie. After episode 7, he's going to be doing the first spin-off solo film, which is uh, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, there was this leaked memo from Hasbro, which kind of unveiled all of their plans for the Star Wars franchise up until the end of the decade. I will tell you all about that right after Bruckner and Garcia here on Music to the Dark. Wreck-It Ralph is a giant of a man, nine feet tall with really big hands. Living in a stump on his very own land until his world went crazy. He was minding his own business on the day they came. They showed a piece of paper saying eminent domain. They built an apartment building saying progress was to blame. So he got mad and he turned bad. Garcia with Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph on U62 The Targ. 
That was perhaps the biggest attention to detail that caught me about the film Wreck-It Ralph. Bruckner and Garcia, back in the early 80s, they made a concept album all about the arcade games that were popular at the time. The lead single and one-hit wonder off that album, Pac-Man Fever. Yes, it was an actual song, not just a Homer Simpson thing. Anyway, flash forward 30 years for Wreck-It Ralph, the producers actually found whatever casino Bruckner and Garcia are performing in and got them to write a song about Wreck-It Ralph. That is metafectional to the nth degree. Ah, where was I? Ah, yes, I was going to tell you about the upcoming Star Wars films. So, Gareth Edwards, he's going to be doing the first solo spin-off film. We all know J.J. Abrams, he is doing uh, Episode 7, which is now officially filming. Now, according to a leaked Hasbro memo, Hasbro being the makers of fine Star Wars action figures, this is what Lucasfilm, now owned by Disney, has planned for the rest of the decade. 2015 episode 7. 2016, the first solo film, allegedly a Boba Fett film. After that, 2017, episode 8. 2018, the next solo spin-off film, apparently all about Han Solo. 2019, episode 9. 2020, something with the code name Red 5. So there, we're going to get a whole thwack of Star Wars movies before the decade is done. Actually, yeah, lots of turmoil in the uh, Disney subsidiaries these days. Star Wars is filming, but the big story, of course, is the turmoil over at Marvel and everything going on with Ant-Man. A week ago, people were stunned. Edgar Wright decided to walk away from directing Ant-Man. Of course, this is shocking because way back in 2006, when Marvel formed their film production arm and decided to start making their own movies, those were the first three films they announced. Iron Man from John Favreau, The Incredible Hulk from Louis Leterrier, and Ant-Man from Edgar Wright. So Wright, he's been slaving away at the screenplay for the past eight years, but something happened between uh, Marvel and Edgar Wright, and they both said, you know what? This isn't working, and they went their separate ways. Now, of course, you know, something like this, you think that maybe perhaps they would push the film back, but Disney is holding firm to their July 2015 release date. So yesterday they announced the shortlist of directors they're looking at. Uh, one is Adam McKay. He directed the Anchorman films and most of Will Ferrell's output. Uh, the next I forget the guy's name, but he did Dodgeball, A True Underdog Story, and We're the Millers. And uh, the third guy, Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland. Now, again, throwing into the mix, uh, just as I sat down to record this, I see a tweet from Adam McKay saying he has now officially turned it down. So what the heck is going on with Ant-Man? That's what everybody wants to know. Just, uh, man... Edgar Wright doing it would have been so awesome. Edgar Wright, for those who don't know, he did Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It would have been a very quirky comedy, no doubt. But as many are pointing out, you know, now that Marvel has their grand scheme with Avengers movies every few years, there's really no more wiggle room for a true visionary artist. They got no more room for quirky. You gotta toe the party line and stick to the plan for that next Avengers film. So... Ah, yeah, this is kind of what we feared when uh, Disney bought Marvel, didn't we? That everything would be homogenized and formulized, and, well, we'll have to see how Ant-Man turns out, and uh, hopefully they know what they're doing over there at Marvel. Everything's 
better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. Michael Giacchino's theme from Star Trek here on U62, the Targ. Yeah, I picked up the soundtrack for Star Trek Into Darkness today. Also picked up the soundtrack to Wreck-It Ralph, which is why you heard that earlier in the show. Uh, Yeah, what can I say? I went into the city today, had a whole bunch of fun, and I saw X-Men Days of Future Past. Seeing as how I was talking about the Marvel movies earlier. 
X-Men Days of Future Past, I I really liked it. Uh, probably not as good as First Class, but still a fine, fine addition to the X-Men franchise. Mystique is kind of becoming the key to everything in this uh, new prequel trilogy that they're doing. The way I see it, Mystique has become Darth Vader. Magneto is the Emperor, seducing her to the dark side, and Professor X has become Obi-Wan Kenobi, trying to pull her back from the brink. That's kind of the triangle between the three characters that I saw in the film. Lots of great stuff to love about it. I loved, loved, loved the character of Quicksilver and what they did with him, and the special effects to show his super speed. God damn it, DC, get your shit together and make a Flash movie because that's exactly how the Flash should be. Ah, wow, just lots of good stuff. I think it did a better job of looking like the 1970s and acting like the 1970s than X-Men First Class did of acting like the 1960s. When Brian Singer was doing this film, uh, he said he sat down and had a long conversation with James Cameron because uh, Singer felt that the Terminator films were the best time travel movies ever made and he wanted the Terminator movies to be his model. And again, you can really see that, especially the first five minutes of the film where we see the rule of the planet under the thumb of the Sentinels. Yeah, it's straight out of the Terminator movies in the future war. It's... ah. So, 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 so beautiful. And the end is pretty awesome as well. I won't get into too much. I'll just say it's a cameo palooza. Ah, but yeah, X-Men Days of Future Past. Go see it because it's pretty awesome. And yeah, now if just my X-Men Blu-rays would arrive in the mail, Amazon had all the X-Men movies on Blu-ray dirt cheap, so I upgraded them all to Blu-ray. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine shipped separately from everything else, though, so that arrived on Saturday. Nope, it arrived on Friday, and the rest should be arriving on Monday. Wow, no one likes X-Men Origins Wolverine. The rest of the films looked at it and were like, yeah, no one wants to ride with you. You go on your own. Nobody likes you, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Nobody likes you. Ah, But yeah, I guess I should start wrapping things up here. And uh, go on to my very busy summer. Well, it just won't be busy in my day job as well. It'll also be busy with my hobby uh, because I'm hoping to rebuild my website. That's my big summer project. Chaosinabox.com, as much as I love it, you know, the fact that it's made with early 2000s HTML is kind of starting to date it. And as I still give out Chaosinabox.com as my online calling card, I would like it to, you know, look fresh and current. And besides, when I first changed servers eight years ago, that left it with a whole bunch of dead links and pretty much everything before 2007 is unreadable. So I'd like to resurrect that and get that readable again. And it's just going to be a massive project. I sat down some like 400 web pages that I have to recode. So, but I installed WordPress. Well, I didn't install it. My friend who knows more about that stuff, he installed WordPress for me. My point is, I've got WordPress, which seems to be everybody's favorite customizable, user-friendly back-end software, so hopefully it'll just be a piece of cake. I've already got uh, the 1990s finished, 1996 through 1999. Uh, Took me about an hour and a half, and just a lot of cutting and pasting, a lot of cutting and pasting. So, yeah, repetitive data entry, that's going to be my hobby this summer. You can't see, but I just did a sarcastic thumbs up there. But yeah, that's the summer I'm looking forward to, you know? Yeah, 
that summer. I hope your summer is going to be equally as well. I'm about rambled out, so I'm going to go enjoy some more of this sunny, sunny evening. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been The Targ. I will see you in the fall. of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production.